Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I've got Tina on with me. Um, we are actually going to be finishing up um, HD Awareness Month with uh, a really cool subject. Uh, it is the next generation of HD warriors and kind of delving into what that means um, and our next generation, uh, you know, of, of children being born into these families with Huntington's but um, maybe they were born in uh, after IVF with PGD or we know that they're negative and they're being born into these families with Huntington's. So we're going to be um, talking about that today. Tina, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your story. Um, well, Huntington's has always run in my family, um, so it's gone for generations. Um, most recently, I lost my father in 2015, um, and myself um, and my two brothers both have it, um, so all three of us have the gene as well. Um, so, um, and one of my brothers also passed away um, last year. So it's just me and my um, one brother that are still fighting. Um, And when we had found out that I had tested positive for Huntington's, um, it was important to me to make sure that um, Huntington's would stop with me and my family because um, right now there is no cure, um, but it was important for me to make a change so that, you know, my son doesn't have to worry about it ever. You know, it's never a a thought in his process. You know, he doesn't have to worry about his family or, you know, ever. So um, that's why we had gone through IVF. um, And um, so the process is they test your embryos. Um, and they send it out to a lab, um, and they test it for HG. Um, and then you get to plant um, the healthy embryos. And um, with that process, I mean, that's it's not an easy process, right, with IVF. So in vitro fertilization is what we're talking about, usually used for fertility issues. Um, but we're we're using it in the sense that we're able to test for Huntington's before um, 
before ever, ever getting to a stage of, you know, it's like six cell stage or something like that. Very, very, very small stage. Um, but it's not an easy process. No, and it's an expensive process. So our insurance did not cover it. Um, so it costed us about um, $35,000 out of pocket. So <laughs> it's not um it's not a great um it is a stress emotionally obviously because you know you have been you know dreaming about a family and then you know you have to go through this whole process and it's a long process because um you know you have to get your levels right um because you know with IVF um they use stricter guidelines so um, your levels have to be in, within these guidelines. So for me, um, they tested me, and I had to start on some medications first. So it took about three months of that first um, until um, me getting ready to do the actual um, retrieval. So, and then, <laughs> and I'm the most impatient person ever, so... Um, and then um, we did the retrieval, um, and then obviously, um, so people without HD, they can do the retrieval and the um, transfer in the same weekend, but since I had to have mine tested, um, I had to wait two more months because they weren't sure about the time back from the lab that they sent it out specially. So um, it took, I want to say, 15 days um, to get it back. Um, so it came about in the middle of the following month after my um, retrieval. Um, and then the following month after we had gotten it back, I was actually being finally able to um, have it transferred. And now, so, how old is your, um, it's your son, correct? Yes. His name is Lucas. He is 18 months old, um, and he never has to worry about having Huntington's ever. So it's, you know, it's a great stress, but it's, you know, it's a great gift because I'm giving him, you know, a great gift. So I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't, you know, I would do it all over again. I would pay, you know, the $40,000 again. Um, it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's you're right. It's the greatest gift. Um, our, our sons are actually very close in age, um, but my daughter – is three years old now and she's negative. Uh, I didn't have uh, the opportunity to do IVF with PGD, but I did test her and she is negative. And, um, you know, it really is the greatest gift ever, um, you know, to, to have them and to experience all of this with them. So, um, congratulations on your son through IVF with PGD and 
your HD-free baby. Yes, it is definitely a great gift. It's the biggest gift of love you can give, I think. Um, There's, you know, no other joy, I think. So I think the... Um, I think that the there you know there's this huge question about um, you know like you I'm gene positive and so there's always this question about okay we have we have our HD free babies and um, and that's amazing that they're not going to have to deal with it themselves but they're still having to be raised in a home with Huntington's and. Um, and that's kind of why I came up with the name of the show is because being that they still have to live with HD in their lives, um, they're still going to have to fight for us. And, um, you know, so they're the next generation of HD warriors that are advocating and and fighting for their parents and for, you know, siblings and friends. And um, so... What what is your thought on that in being raised in an HD home? I mean, is it something that are you going to let your son know as soon as he understands, or is it something that um, you'll wait to talk to him about? You know, have you made those decisions? Um, that's a good question. I would definitely wait. Um, probably until he can understand what it is, Mm -hmm. I think, more. Um, Right now, he's only 18 months, so I think maybe around maybe five or seven when he can actually understand what it is. Um, But, you know, he came with us to the Huntington's Walk, and so, you know, he's gone with us, and he'll probably go with us every year now, but... Um, for him to understand what it means um, that mommy's sick and, you know, I'm going to start having symptoms and what that means. Um, And, you know, that, you know, it's going to be hard for him sometimes to see me go through my changes. Um, So I think just having an open communication and not hiding anything from him, I think um, will help him understand and keep that, you know, open communication um, so that there's no, you know, that every question is asked um, and every question is answered that he has um, so that he, you know, has all of the information rather than hiding it from him, I think is the best way, yeah. in my opinion. I, I, know I totally agree with that. Other people might have. Yeah. I know other well, parents and, might yeah, have there, different opinions, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are different opinions. And I don't really think that there's a right or wrong way. Um, I I do think for personal reasons, you know, not hiding anything is important. Um and I and I say that because, you know, my daughter my daughter got to see my dad. Um you know, and she remembers my dad and and um 
remembers him falling and remembers him in a wheelchair and remembers those things. And um, so being able to just tell her, you know, Papa is sick or he's no longer sick, you know, those types of things. And as she gets older, when she starts asking those questions, like you said, being open about it, um, I think is just a huge thing. Definitely. Definitely. And so like you I mean, said, it's, it costs... it's so hard. It's hard, you know, for them to see that as well. So I think having that open communication so that they can, you know, talk freely about it with you as well. Yeah, and I and I think to um helping them realize that you know, if if we had cancer, we would we would do the same thing, right? We would be very open and honest right. about it. We wouldn't hide it. So why should we hide the Huntingtons and um uh, I just think acceptance is m- more important than, you know, denial over it and um, being able to handle it. Um, so, you know, that's always been my thought is that I want to make sure that, that my children are are educated on what HD is at their level of understanding, right? So not like I'm right. not going to tell my yep. <laughs> my. 16 months old right now that like anything about Huntington's because he doesn't understand but where my daughter you know saw my dad and she's three and she asks questions about Papa in his wheelchair and stuff like that and where Papa go you know and she knew that he was sick and I can say to her oh he was sick he had to go to the doctor or whatever and she understands that so Mm -hmm. um, you know I think taking them to events and and just really, like you said, having conversations and and stuff is so important. Definitely. So did Lucas Lucas enjoy going to his first event? Yes, he did. (laughs) He, I think he enjoyed going to the park more, but (laughs) 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 Um, there's, there's, um, in Naperville, there's like a two mile, there's a two mile walk. Um, and at the end of it, there's a playground. Um, so Uh, yeah, stopped at the playground at the end of our walk. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best part. (laughs) Um, so are you and your husband planning on having any more? Um, we do have one last embryo. Um, and we just started um, this week going back to see um, if we can get the um, last embryo transferred. So um, they said my timeline is um, the end of July. So, um, but this time I only have one. So when I went through IVF, um, I had nine eggs originally. Um, and when they then they grow them for five days, um, and only four of them remained after the five days. Um, and when they came back, um, they tested the four embryos um, at the lab with the HD, um, and one of them came back with HD, and three were fine. 
Um, so when we did our first transfer, um, we were on the way there, and they had given me a call and said that um, one of the embryos did not survive the thaw. So we lost one. Um, so I was really upset about that one because, you know, with HD, I was already cut out of a bunch of my embryos. Um, so then uh, we transferred the second one, and that was Lucas. Um, and then we have one more uh, to go. So we're hoping that we don't have the issue with the thaw this time. So just keeping an open mind, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then we have a beautiful HD boy, Lucas, and that's it. So. Well, I'm wishing you all the luck in the world with, with the second one, and um, I'd, I'd certainly love to hear how it goes. And um, I really appreciate you coming on and just sharing your story with us and uh, telling us about Lucas and, and your thoughts on um, IVF and, you know, this next generation of upcoming um, advocates and warriors for Huntington. Yes, my pleasure. It was anything I can do to get HD exposure, um, you know, get the word out. You know, we need help. We need help. We're very close to a cure, but you know, we still need a lot of help. Um, so the more awareness we can get, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for coming on. This is going to finish our HD Awareness Month um, and, and you know, look forward to our shows in June. And I hope that everybody has a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.